Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. I'm going to be starting this episode off with something that got me fired up. It happened last night. It is not football. It is not hockey. It is not MMA, although I am going to talk a little MMA. It's the Celtics. Yes, yes, basketball, the Celtics. I got to be honest, okay? So the Celtics played in Philadelphia last night. Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody, all the listeners, everything. And uh, I didn't watch the first couple quarters, so I'll be honest about that. But I kept getting the updates on my phone for the score, and I went, you know what, I'm going to tune it in. I tuned it in the third quarter. From the third quarter on in that game, it was... Man, you know, let me just, let me just, I'm a little off topic here, but the 2018 Boston Celtics, man, they have been far from consistent. You know, they beat some teams that are great. They lose to some teams that are horrible. They'll win eight games in a row and then they'll lose to an eight win team. So people thought that we would be superstars, but we haven't been. All of our superstars have underperformed. What was once a huge advantage for the Celtics playing at home, the TD Garden. It doesn't seem to make as much of a difference this season. It didn't feel like in the home games that we have had that aura about us of like, ah, oh, crap, we got to play the Celtics in the Garden. The, the the team's compete level has been game to game. Bottom line, what I'm saying about this team is it's just not what we all thought. Like at this point of the season, we're not who we thought that we would be. Until last night. Yes. Let me be the first to say it. Okay. I don't normally judge a season game by game. But I know what I saw last night. And god damn it. I believe. I believe. This Celtics team is not perfect. There's still a lot of work. There's still a lot of things they got to fix. But for the first time all freaking year. I watched a Celtics team that was willing to dig deep. Willing to play for each other. Doing whatever it took to win. I'm telling you guys, Philadelphia came into Boston unafraid of the Garden's atmosphere, unafraid of the Celtics players. They looked the Celtics in the face and they punched us in the mouth because they thought that if they did that, we would go away. But you want to know something? Christmas Day, December 25th. Call it a miracle. Call it what you want. But for whatever reason, we fought back. This game was two great teams, two top Eastern Conference teams playing great physical defense, going back and forth to win it all in all points of the game that I watched. Back and freaking forth, fourth quarter, neither team flinching, okay? There was a part of this game where it looked like it started to slip away. And Marcus Smart got annoyed with Ben Simmons, was over the top of him, and he pushed him. And we got a technical, and I believe we went down by about five points. And I remember at that point going, wow, like we're getting upset, and we're going to let the game slip away like this. It's so aggravating. And then the next thing you know, Kyrie, bang, hits a three. Tatum gets a rebound. Great defensive plays. Pass it to Kyrie. Kyrie hits a three. And then next thing you know, we're down two. And... Kyrie hits a shot to tie the game. A little raindrop hit the front of the rim, went in. We play good defense. Don't get me wrong. Philadelphia had a good shot. I believe it was Redick. Or, uh, I'm not sure who the person was that took the shot, but it was a good look at the end of the game. 
They could have beaten us right there, but they didn't. They missed the shot. So we go into overtime. And I watched Kyrie have his first this is my house moment. He was engaged. He was in range and he was dropping dimes at clutch moments to seal the damn game. This was by far the best game the Celtics have played this season. Complete top-to-bottom performance by the Seas. The defense in overtime was off the charts. We were running ferociously to every single person. Embiid wanted to take shots, but he couldn't. We're constantly double-teaming him. Ben Simmons didn't know what the hell to do because he can't shoot himself. So as long as he's not getting a dunk or a layup, he's useless. And Butler, great player, but he shied away in that overtime. He didn't want to take the shot. Everyone was passing up on the shot because they were just getting suffocated by the Celtics running the court and their defense. It was just, I mean, this season has shown, right? That like, so take all the good out of it, right? Great win. Great game. Unbelievable. Kyrie pounded his chest like old times for me. It was very exciting to watch. But this season has shown that a win like this could mean nothing. And they could go out and they could lose to a bad team the next game. But I'm telling you right now that I don't see it. This win wasn't like all the other 19 wins this year. This win was special. And as I see it, it was the turning point in the season. The more Kyrie Irving buys into this team, the more Tatum and Brown realize their roles on the team, the more people come back from injury, help the depth. I'm telling you guys, I think Brad is finally getting through these guys. Once the egos go down a bit, the sky's the limit for this team. What I'm telling you is get your popcorn ready. What I'm telling you is that the East is ours. I can't definitively tell you that we're most certainly for sure going to win the East, but I'm doing that right now. We are going to be dangerous. We are. How many years did you see the, the Cavaliers not give a crap during the regular season and go into the playoffs and just be mint and make the finals every year. I feel like that's us. I feel like we are definitely hitting some rough patches. Kyrie looks like he wants to be the leader sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. And Tatum and Brown don't know what their roles are still. And between you and me, Tatum needs to shoot the ball more. Gordon Hayward's still trying to find himself. Horford's back. It looked like he, I don't know. I thought there was a little more to his injury, but seeing him, he played pretty well. If we play physical and we play that style of basketball with the physicality of the team and the amount of talent that we've got now, oh my God, I'm telling you, this team could be something serious for the future and they should be, and they should be at worst Eastern Conference champions this year. That's what I believe. So... Hell yeah, Celtics. You got it going. Got me fired up. Got me all kinds of fired up. And now those are my Celtics thoughts, and I'm fired up about that. But something else that I am also fired up about is UFC 232. Now this card is stacked it is stacked it for it, it is oh my god it, it it's as it is this friggin fight card is as jacked up and on roids as john jones i mean this thing is loaded to the gills with 
great fights, fights that get me excited, and 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 all kinds of it. Now, I'll start on a little bit of a sour note because I'm going to go through some of the preliminary fights, and I'm going to go through the main card of fights that I fights that I care about. Okay, you know how I roll with this. So. BJ Penn is going to start the night off with, uh, uh, I believe it's FS1 that this is going to be on, 8 o'clock, Saturday, December 29th. It's BJ Penn versus Ryan Hall. From what I can tell out of this fight, which I don't like it, they're serving up BJ Penn. Uh, He's a name. He's far from what he used to be, and he's going to get worked by Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall's 6-1. BJ Penn's got his record to 16-12-2. God damn it, BJ. Just stop. Um... Yeah, so that sucks. Um, Bantamweight fight. Um, I don't know anything about it. They both got good records. Good old Douglas Silva versus Peter Yan. 10 and 1 versus 25 and 2. Let's, um, they're probably going to beat the bag out of each other. It's probably going to go decision. So, whatever. Fight I'm interested in. Kat Zingano. A lot of people forgot about Kat Zingano. She was legit. She was on fire for a little while. 10 and 3, still decent record. Um, Megan Anderson, who's coming into the UFC, and she's a fucking beast. Like, from what I've seen from her with her fights, she can get it going. So that fight, going to be awesome. Andre Arlovsky? Am I, am I 18? <laughs> am I 18 again? Versus Walt Harris. This is actually the opposite of what's happening with the BJ Penn fight. See, I think they're serving up Arlovsky a a more manageable win to get him because I think the heavyweights are lacking a little bit right now so they're they're trying to get him going. Uh Walt Harris is 11 and 7. He's he's good. He's big, but he's not no, he's not good. He's not that good. He blows. So he's going to get worked by Arlovsky unless he just cracks him on the chin cuz Arlovsky's jaw is weak now. But uh hopefully Arlovsky can win. A little nostalgia. Nothing wrong with that. I'm into it. Then you got Chad Mendez. God, I feel like they're serving him up too, man. Like Alexander's no joke. So yeah, eighteen and one. Chad Mendez is eighteen and four. Uh, bottom line, that fight's just gonna be good. I mean, Mendez is definitely gonna try to take him out with the wrestling, but I feel like uh, Alex has got better strikes, and I think he's gonna piece up Chad Mendez. If Chad Mendez can't get him to the ground. It is not going to be good for him. You got a light heavyweight fight that I don't know anything about. Corey Anderson, I know, can knock the fuck out of people. And I don't know the other guy, so I don't know. I'm not going to give you anything on that. Welterweight, very interesting fight. Michael Chelsea, who lost, I believe he lost to Kevin Lee in a fight that he was favored. Then the he was gonna fight again. Then the Connor thing with Khabib, he throws the dolly, cuts open uh, Michael Chiesa, and he doesn't. He's not able to uh, compete. So now he's back, and now he's going against Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit is one of those guys that I believed at welterweight could have been one of the best of all time, but his body is just made of glass. And he can't stay healthy. And it has killed him in his career. Because I'm telling you, if that dude could have ever stayed healthy, he could have been one of the best of all time. I've always thought that way with him. Uh, I'm hoping Carlos Condit wins this fight. But honestly, he might just take a couple leg kicks and 
shit the bed. Who knows? But either way, I'm excited for that fight. Um, I'm going to go Condit to win, but, I mean, Chiesa could definitely... It'll be a good fight. They're both good on the ground. They both can strike. I think that one's, if not going to go the distance, it's going to end brutally. And, <laughs> and that's awesome. Uh, Amanda Nunez versus Chris Cyborg. That is, those are two women that would beat the absolute bag out of me. Oh my good God. I would not want to deal with either of them. Um, I have no idea who's going to win that fight. I, I guess I could lean towards Cyborg, but I don't know. Cause people have been dodging Nunez with good reason because she is, I don't know. She could have the same amount of power as Cyborg, honestly. I mean, she's got dynamite in her hands, and she can outstrike anybody. Cyborg could maybe look to take her down at some point. I mean, if she feels the power, if Cyborg feels the power of Nunez, she might end up taking her down and just pounding her out. Good old-fashioned uh, ground and pound. Either way, I'm, I'm excited as hell for that fight. Should be awesome. Um... And then you got John Jones versus uh, the Gus Bus. Gus the Bus. Alexander Gustafson. I am very excited about that fight. I am. Anyone that knows me knows I can't stand John Jones. I think he is a tool bag. I think that. I think he started out humble. Uh, he made a lot of mistakes, obviously. And, you know, the, the tragic thing about John Jones is that all he had to do was just not constantly fuck. Just, just don't, you don't need performance enhancing drugs and you don't need like Coke and all like, dude, you, he would have been the best of all time. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. He's yet to legitimately lose. Although I think that Gustafson, I, I, I think Alex had him in the first fight. It, it looked like he had outscored him. I get why they gave the decision to Jones because I watched that whole fight last night just to get it going in my mind for this. And uh, I mean, I had it scored that uh, Alex won the first three rounds. And then John Jones turned around in the fourth. Started doing significant damage. And then in the fifth, I think the reason that Alex lost is because he just, he, in that last minute and a half of that fight, he had nothing left. And John was starting to really get it going on him. And if that fight was another round, the judges know, like we all know, if that was another round, John takes him out. So Gus just had nothing left. So, man, this fight is going to be. Very, very interesting. I really want Gus to win. But John is a hard guy to bet against, man, because he is lethal from every angle. He, like I said, he's one of the best, could have been the best of all time. Um, I do think he's a complete joke, though. <laughs> I just, I just got to say, John Jones, man, obviously you, you probably would never listen to this. But my God, if you ever did, you are such an embarrassment. You are such a joke. Uh, talented? Absolutely. Fantastic. One of the best. Would never say that you're not. But what a joke. What an absolute joke that you've become of all these years. You're running your mouth to Cormier. You're running your mouth. Oh, put my hand on his wife's ass and blah, blah, blah. Shut your mouth, John Jones. Shut your mouth. 
go go take some more fucking performance enhancers, buddy. Go go load yourself up. Um, so spitefully, I'm gonna pick Gustafson. I would love for him to finish him. I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't think that Gus can finish him, but I know that John can finish him, and that's where it gets. That's where it's hard. That's where it's almost impossible to pick against John Jones. Because I know at any moment, John could hit a shot and knock out Gus. And I don't think that Gus has the power to knock him out. So I'm going to go Gus by decision. Reluctantly. Only because I hate John Jones. If you have money and you're betting on it, I'd probably bet John Jones. Because he has more ways to win. But uh, yeah, that card. Cannot wait. Great card. Good event. Fired up. UFC 232. Let's get it going. Um, hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Hope everything went well for you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Merch is on the way. I got my first shirt. My first shirt, baby. I'm excited about it. If you don't follow the Instagram, you've got to get on that. Big mouth, small words. Uh podcast it's fantastic i i throw up all kinds of stuff on there i'm sure a lot of you are on there i've been getting a lot of people so uh merchant on the way get it going thank you for the support you keep going i'll keep going have a good one